And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, let's go back a couple of weeks ago to the Washington Watch event in D.C. as we were there with the National Association of Farm Broadcasting for the annual event. And we got a chance to talk with various lawmakers throughout our time in Washington, D.C. One of those lawmakers is new Minnesota Congressman Brad Finstad. He is a farmer in South Central Minnesota, so he brings a unique perspective to the ongoing farm bill negotiations. Here is some of the uh, comments from Finstad, as well as a few of the questions he answered during our time with him a few weeks ago in Washington, D.C. First up, here are his opening comments to farm broadcasters. It is such a, an honor to uh, be, be with all of you, and, uh, and, and really it's such an honor to serve in the people's seat of Southern Minnesota in Congress uh, as a real-life farmer. Uh, there's, there's really few of us that uh, exist here in Congress right now. So just a quick background about me. My uh, wife and I, Jackie, met in second grade on the school bus, grew up about six miles apart. She was the Watton County Dairy Princess. Our niece was Princess Kay of the Milky Way. We, uh, we have strong egg, egg ties. Uh, her family, uh, we're, we're farming her family's farm and also our family's farm, about 700 acres, corn and soybeans. And uh, we like to joke that we raise corn, soybeans, and kids. So we have seven children, five boys, two girls. We're raising the fifth generation of future farmers uh, in Southern Minnesota. So. Uh, a little uh, a side note, uh, our family also operates a soil laboratory, so um, I just feel uh, really, uh, really strong about how we as farmers and folks that are involved in agriculture do such a great job from an environmental standpoint and uh, really from a quality of life standpoint. And so it's, again, an honor to be here and, and hopefully carry that voice and that message in Congress. So look forward to the conversation this morning and uh, getting to know all of you. First up, Finstad was asked about the ongoing fight over the federal milk marketing orders. Here was his response to the current state of the situation. Yeah, so I, you know, I will agree that it's it's been a challenge over the years, but I feel like it's gotten better as of late. Uh, you know, you look back at the regional fights that we've had over the last 25, 30 years with, with the milk marketing and and the, uh, you know, from from the upper Midwest, it was always you know what's going on in New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and. And, uh, you know, so from my standpoint, from what I hear from our dairy producers uh, in the in the first congressional district in southern Minnesota, we're the home of AMPI, um, very uh, strong dairy area. And uh, I feel like uh, from what I'm hearing that there is some content with with the last farm bill, uh, with the the 2018 farm bill, where we go from here um, is really more around tweaking the edges versus a wholesale you know, throw the throw the milk out with the cats kind of approach. And uh, I think what what we see and what I'm hearing from my colleagues is that, you know, let's not screw this up. Let's figure out the uh, the tweaks around the edges. And that's what I'm hearing from my dairy farmers in southern Minnesota. Next up, Finstan was asked about the ongoing farm bill discussions. What is he hearing from his producers throughout Minnesota? And here is what he had to say as far as the work that is ongoing in Washington, D.C. Yeah, so great question. Uh, you know, one of the things that I just keep pounding the drum on is that we have to make sure that we don't screw this up in D.C., that this farm bill needs to be by the farmer and for the farmer. It needs to be by rural America and for rural America. And uh, so what I'm hearing from our, our farmers day in, day out, and as a farmer myself, I mean, I think there's a strong importance to prioritize crop insurance and protecting the crop insurance title. 
that risk management tool has been so important to uh, young farmers, uh, generational opportunities and changes in farm country. Uh, you know, very practically speaking, I hear it all the time that farmers are solidifying their relationship on the front end with their banks because of the crop insurance. They're using it as marketing decisions on the back end, and it's really a sustainable way to manage their farm. So I'm hearing that all the time, protect crop insurance, uh, look at opportunities to enhance it, whether that's, uh, you know, price, the price conversation, whether it's uh, expanding it to different commodities uh, and, you know, how do we look at livestock when it comes to the crop insurance or risk management type model. I'm also hearing that uh, as we approach converse, the conversation on the conservation title to make sure that, you know, those, those programs remain voluntary, that they're not directly tied to different practices and, and mandated uh, practices. They uh, the, the farmers in southern Minnesota, again, are, you know, the best environmentalists that I've ever met. I see it uh, not just from the farm, but also from uh, being involved in a soil laboratory. So that's a key component. Um, the, the other overarching piece that I think goes beyond the farm bill is really the input side that we've seen. Uh, we in farm country haven't been immune to the high gas prices, the high input prices. I had a farmer tell me, you know, that he instantly saw the inputs uh, increase when Russia invaded Ukraine. And we felt that right there in little old southern Minnesota. And I know we felt that all over rural America. And so that's kind of an overarching uh, conversation that transcends the Farm Bill. And I also asked the congressman about recent legislation he introduced to eliminate storage barriers for propane for farmers on farm. Here was his response to that legislation and the current state of that legislation. Yeah, so, you know, th thanks for the question. I mean, it's connected to the input side that, that we talked about a little bit ago. You know, it's trying to untie some of these undue regulatory frameworks that we have that, that really put us in spot pricing type conditions. You know, as a farmer that farms in southern Minnesota, I would love to see a day where I don't have to dry my corn, but that rarely, I think it's happened once in the last 20 years that I've farmed. So I've always had to have that propane or that on-farm storage or that energy source that provides the, the heat that I need to dry my corn. I, I would like the ability, I would I, I have, hear from farmers all the time, they would like the ability to purchase and, and gain the efficiencies and pricing of bulk. We've seen efficiencies on the drier side. Uh, there's a little inconsistency with how the government looks at these things, you know, whether it's the loan, the financing that the USDA does, they'll finance a grain dryer, but not a propane tank. Well, you don't have a grain dryer unless you have the propane tank. So it's kind of a goes hand in hand type approach. So so my thought, again, you know, a lot of what you'll see from me here is just common sense. It, it, I always tell people, will this pass the, the farmer test? I mean, will a farmer look at this? Like, yeah, that makes sense. If that's the case, then I think that's what we should be working on. And again, that is comments with Minnesota Congressman Brad Finstad talking with him last month during the Washington Watch Convention in Washington, D.C. with the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. And we're going to share a few more updates from that Washington Watch Convention as we heard from lawmakers here a few weeks ago coming up over the next uh, few episodes on American Ag Today. So definitely stay tuned for that. We have comments uh, with abigail spanberger of virginia we also have comments with debbie stabenow of michigan we uh we have shared comments with gt thompson already we might get to a few more of his comments as well and uh, many other lawmakers that we heard from during our time on capitol hill so definitely stay tuned for all of that here on american ag today well, we are out of time on this episode of american ag today thanks so much for joining us as always 
the show produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.